Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is a musical theater superstar who has performed in shows in Stratford and Ontario. She was recently on the band's visit tour. And most importantly, she is best known for playing Carol King in Beautiful, the Carol King musical over 1200 times. My guest today is Shalina Kennedy. What made you want to share your talents with the States because you're originally from Canada? Yeah, um, well, you know what, I I mean, I've always wanted to work so, both sides of the border, and when I was younger, um, I got the opportunity to do the first U.S. national tour of Mamma Mia, and so it, w- it wasn't so much like, oh, this is an American project or a Canadian project, it's just that, like, I loved that show, and I wanted to be a part of it, and I auditioned for the Toronto company, uh, but they actually hired me for the tour, and I was like, great, this is a nice opportunity to work in the States, and to, you know, see the country, and meet some new people, and it, it just kind of fell naturally onto my lap. What was it like getting to perform in a Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber musical for your Broadway debut? Because those two people are legends. They are legends, absolutely. And they came and saw the show twice. They came to Stratford and saw it, and they they obviously saw it on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of their work. I mean, who is it? And I know that you know there's sometimes some energy around some of their shows, and but I think their writing is incredible i mean they've they've put you know they put their mark on musical theater and they've changed sort of the course of history oh yeah (laughs) i'm incredibly grateful i mean i just i love jesus christ superstar it's always been one of my favorite musicals of all time and i loved all of their shows i was in um you know joseph and the amazing technical dream coat um a few times actually i think it was like maybe three or four times i've been in that show and you know and other ones too like evita at stratford so i i do i do love their their work what did you think of jesus christ superstar live oh my gosh i loved it i mean i i I love that show so honestly like give me any version of that show and i'm gonna love it but i just i love what they did with it i mean i i kind of like the whole concept of the live series so i i found it quite exciting yeah and i love sarah she's just so incredible sarah and john legend (laughs) sarah and john legend like what could go wrong I know. Well, John Legend is just like, I mean, he's sort of like, I don't know how I would describe him. He's like, um, he's like that comforting, like, sort of sexy, like, warm blanket. Like, you just kind of want to curl up with his voice. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. For you, is performing in a show that's completely sung through, like, Jesus Christ Superstar challenging? Um, I think it can be in a certain way. It's interesting because, you know, talking about Evita as well, you know, they're they're both similar. And, you know, and Joseph as well, for that mm-hmm. matter. Um it can definitely be a challenge only because you are a little bit more restricted in terms of the meter and, you know, singing things is just not quite as free as being able to say it. I mean, one night you might feel a different rhythm and you might want to say it in a different way. And of course you can sing things with different colors and and a little bit differently every night, but it does limit you to a certain, uh, to a certain kind of framework with, with specific boundaries. Um, but I also like that. I like that it keeps you focused on, on Mm -hmm. What did your experience performing uh, with or at Stratford, I don't know if it's with Stratford, at Stratford, I don't know what verb to use, uh, teach you about the musical theater world? Oh, that that's a great question. So because, you know, Stratford is traditionally a, a classical theater repertory company. Um, you know, and they, they're one of the leading uh, Shakespeare companies in the world. Um, so, you know, there is <laughs> there are so many reasons to go there uh, as an actor, um, but they also, and I think maybe not a lot of people know this, or maybe more people know this now than they did maybe twenty years ago, but it, it's it's 
the musicals are quite wonderful. Like they do get world-class directors and choreographers to come in. I mean, Sergio Trujillo, uh, Gary Griffin, Donna Fiore, you know, all of these incredible um, artists. Uh, Des Makinoff, you know, of course, ran the place for a while mm -hmm. and also directed a lot there. So, you know, they're, um, they do have incredible artisans there, like their wardrobe department, their, you know, scenery, like it's just, they've got incredible craftspeople. And, um, and also, you know, the theater, uh, well, all of the theaters really, but the, the main festival theater is, is kind of world renowned and world class. So to be able to do a musical on that stage, mm -hmm. that's what originally designed for Shakespeare, it's pretty exciting. Like we yeah. had a story on that stage and it was like, wow, here we are at the festival theater yeah. getting to perform, you know, uh, one of the best musicals of all time. Oh yeah. I'm going to have to get to Stratford once it's safe to go to musicals again, because I'm just in Michigan, so it's, I'm not too oh. far. Oh, right on. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to come up. That's great. Yeah. In fact, you know, um, Stratford comes down to Michigan to teach a lot. They teach at the universities and stuff. They're in the high schools. Oh, that's so cool. program. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I think yeah, they, yeah. did they come to my high school? I don't remember. They may have, they may not have. I don't know. I was probably busy working in the TV world at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you ever want to work at Stratford again? Oh, certainly. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm staying here now because I have a house in Stratford and, um, and yeah, I mean, I've been working on and off uh, with them for, for years, you know, whether I've been part of the main season or not, like I often go back for concerts and things like that. Uh, so I, you know, I went back, I guess a year or two, probably two years ago, gosh, the <laughs> pandemic, I don't know what yeah. it is anymore. Um, but a couple of years ago, I went back and did um, a concert version of a, of a show. So, you know, I, I keep doing that. I just, I love that place. I can yeah. go back anytime. Did you know a lot about ABBA and its music prior to playing Sophie and Mamma Mia? You know, I did not. I was a fan of ABBA and, you know, I used to listen to it all the time in my parents' basement and we would sing along and I just loved them, but that was pretty much it. You know, I, didn't, I also didn't realize, I think because it's, you know, the kind of music it is and the disco, I think people mistakenly think it's really easy and sort of simple music and it's actually not it's yeah. really very layered and and um satisfying musically to dig into so as you know as a musician as well it was like it was fun to dive into that music and discover mm -hmm. you know how like how they wrote those songs because they're really quite wonderful tunes what did you think of amanda seyfried playing sophie oh i love her my goodness, I I just I love that whole cast. I, I was I was a fan of those movies, and my friend Jessica Keenan Wynn, who was in um, uh, Beautiful on Broadway with me, uh, she was also the star of Heather's. Uh, she played young Tanya in the, oh. the Mamma Mia Two, and she was I love Mamma Mia Two. Yeah, yeah, well, she did a great job. I mean, she was one of the big stars in it. Oh so yeah, it was to see her up there. Yeah. yeah, with Lily Collins, Meryl Streep, and Amanda Seyfried and Cher. Cher, get out. Can you imagine being like, I was in a movie with Cher and Meryl Streep. Get out of here. <laughs> when, Sh when Cher came out of that helicopter in that movie, it was... I fell over. It was... I literally... I was in the movie theater with my best friend. Her and I were sitting there, and I'm just like... Oh, it was everything. It was everything. Oh, I was. I think. I think it was probably my favorite part of the movie, watching her come out of the helicopter. Yes. That was mine as well. I mean, aside from seeing my friend, you know, uh, <laughs> my friend, like in the show, yeah, yeah, in the movie. Did you feel pressure playing Dina in the band's visit tour, since it is the role of Dina is a Tony-winning role, and now they passed it on to you? So was it very? Did you feel a lot of pressure because of that? 
Well, you know what? I think I might have felt more pressure had I not um, taken over the role of Carol from Jesse. Yeah, and it was like, it was the Tony Award winner, and now we're bringing in Shalina. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, it's a lot of pressure. Mm So, yeah, I mean, I think to an extent, yes, but um, I also think like that kind of ego pressure can really get in the way of just doing the best work that we know how to do. So I try to leave that at the door and, and realize that the work is the work is the work, you know, regardless of what yeah. you're doing it in Canada or the U.S. or a small stage or big stage or mm-hmm. taking over for a Tony winner or not. You know what I mean? It's still the work. And, yeah. To, to sort of divorce ourselves from those pressures is, is ultimately going to serve the work. Yeah. The band's visit was supposed to come here um, this year, but because of where what the world is, it wasn't unable to make it. Oh, man. And I was... And I was looking forward to seeing it because I'm Jewish. So a lot of the story with the whole Israel and the Hebrew speaking and all that kind of stuff, like I was looking yeah. forward to seeing it because of that. So. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. It was amazing to being in the company because, you know, we had people from like all over the world and with all different kinds of backgrounds and religions. And, but we had, you know, a lot of Jewish people in the company. And so we would, you know, every week we would do uh, Shabbat. And so like my son, you know, would yeah. wake him up, like he would go to sleep with his nanny and then he would wake up around 10 o'clock and we would all go out and he would do the prayers and we would have this whole big meal with the cast, like regardless of, you know, if it like if you were Christian or Jewish or you know yeah Muslim like we would all get together and celebrate um and it was so such a beautiful you know unifying thing kind of like the show right yeah. the show really could be about our differences and about these two cultures who would normally be kind of you know at odds with each other but it's a it's not it's about what brings us together it's about our common humanity and our you know the third language of the show is music and the mm-hmm. music is the thing that brings people together so i loved that our you know personal lives and our you know cast sort of life reflected that that's awesome that's yeah. so cute that your son like let this let all the songs and stuff that's that's adorable well, it's nice because his dad is is um his his dad is is well he's not jewish because his mother's not jewish but his father and his father's wife are jewish oh. so he normally practices like he, we celebrate like chrismica we call it so yeah and hanukkah you know? yeah and you know various jewish holidays as well you know because um you know judaism has sort of played a role in my life as well over mm-hmm. the last however many years and so it's just been wonderful to teach him more about that culture because it is part of his heritage mm-hmm. his father's life mm-hmm. yeah in what ways did you prepare to play Carol King? Did you watch videos of her on YouTube? Did you go see her live? Like, how did you prepare? I wish I'd seen her live. No, all of the above. I, I watched every video. I listened to every recording. I did everything I possibly could. And, you know, funny enough, there isn't a lot about her out there. Like, back in the day, she was, you know, she's very private. Mm-hmm. So there's not a ton of interviews. Uh, but I really wanted to see as much of her as I could because I wanted to get her mannerisms and her hands and the way that she performs. But not just the, her public persona, but her private persona and the way that she speaks to people one-on-one. So I really tried to find everything I could about her. Yeah. Going into it, were you nervous to play such an iconic woman? Because like many musicians, they have their diehard fans who are probably looking for very specific things. So were you nervous going into it because of the the fact that there's these diehard fans who are probably going to compare you to who Carol King is as Carol King and things like that? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I consider myself also one of those fans. Like, I also had a lot of, you know, pressure. I put a pressure on myself to 
to be as much like her as possible without being a Saturday Night Live, you know, caricature. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did feel like I wanted to honor her, her spirit, her mannerisms, the you know, the way that she spoke, like everything about her. So, yeah, I did feel I did feel a considerable amount of pressure, um, and also again because I was taking over, you know, from another Tony Award winning actress. Yeah. And, there's all that and then also her fans right and you know the sort of well you know those are big shoes to fill kind of sometimes mm -hmm. I would receive a bit of that at the beginning but then that all all of that went away because people are generally very sweet and if you respond with love and compassion in return generally speaking yeah kind, and they <laughs> give you a shot <laughs> yeah I actually thought you were the original oh really yeah well it's that's a funny, that's sweet of you to say. No, it's, um, I mean, who knows what could have been, but I was up for it originally, but right. I, I wasn't actually able to go to my final callback for Carol. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was sort of one of those things where I was heartbroken and I was like, I'll never know. But, you know, then I got this wonderful opportunity uh, when I wasn't doing the show that I was doing, when I, that prevented me from doing the callback. Mm -hmm. um, they called me and said, oh, we want you to replace Jesse. And so that was, you know, at least I didn't lose the whole opportunity. At least I got to go and eventually... Weren't you pregnant when you auditioned? <laughs> I was, yeah. I was very, very pregnant. And in fact, going on the plane and the stress of the audition threw me into early labor. So when I got back off of the plane, I started going, like, I started having contractions. And I was like, oh, what is happening? And I thought it was just like Braxton Hicks or, you know, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About. But, you know, I've never had a baby before. I didn't know. Yeah. So I'm walking down the street. I was like, whoo, found it hard to concentrate or breathe. And then I went to see my doctor. She's like, oh, no, you full on went into labor. <laughs> Oh my god! As soon as it stopped, but you know, like I did for maybe a day, and then it like stopped. Oh my god! How many shows in did it hit you, and you realize I'm playing Carol King on Broadway? Oh my gosh! The very first day. I mean, there wasn't a moment where I didn't know. You know, I wasn't very well aware that I was doing it. Although, you know, after a little while, that feeling started to go to to go away, and I just focused on the show and just became something that I, I love to do. And I stopped worrying about like, wow, I'm on Broadway, sorry, I'm on Broadway. That can really get in your head sometimes. Does your son sort of understand that you're on Broadway? I mean, yeah, he did because he used to come and spend a lot of time with me backstage. So I think when he was really little, he didn't get it. He just knew that like, oh, you're in a weird wig and in a dress and I don't recognize you and you're going off to do this thing. And he was upset. Yeah. But then later on, you know, when he was able to go and see the show or the first time he saw the show, he saw it with his dad and he was like, oh, like this the look. I mean, and his dad took a video of him like watching it and he just couldn't believe what he was seeing. He's like, it's his mommy. So oh I gosh. think by the time he was about, you know, two and a half or three, he really started to understand what it was. Oh, and now cool. he just knows that, like, that's, you know, yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. So the Kennedy Center Honors performance that you guys did, I've probably watched it on YouTube about 5,000 times already. And that was, that was the point when I realized about the music that Carol King, that uh, some of Carol King's music that I didn't know was hers. I'm like, oh, that's a Carol King song. I'd like, I kept, that thought kept just going in my head a thousand times throughout that performance. So what was your reaction when they told you that you and your castmates were going to be doing the whole Carol King uh, tribute at the Kennedy Center Honors? Okay, well, first of all, you and me both, because when I first got the role, I didn't realize how many number one hits she had. I didn't know half of those songs were hers. So mm -hmm. I felt the same way you did when I started doing my research. Yeah, when they, when they, um, when they approached us, 
about doing the Kennedy Center Honors, I mean, it was it was really exciting. I mean, I think first of all, because Carol had asked specifically for our cast to do it. Um, so, you know, she could have chosen anybody she wanted and it just felt like such an honor that she was like, I want you to do it, you know, and, and um, yeah, to portray her, uh, you know, to portray her at all is such an honor to get to portray her at you know, for that specific celebration and event felt like a dream come true. And then, you know, not only that, but I got to meet, you know, the president, uh, President Obama, right. Obama, and I got, you know, to be at the White House and I got to, you know, sing with James Taylor and Aretha Franklin. I, you know, we couldn't have known it was going to be our final performance. Yeah. You know, but it, like just Sarah Bareilles, Janelle Monae, like all of these people that I so greatly admire. I remember like at one point at the end of the, um, at the end of the like the the credits, you know, yeah, we all sang. I feel the earth move is sort of like the, mm -hmm. you know, the credits going out as the finale. And at one point, I was looking at the monitor with all of our lines and our lyrics, and it was like we were all soloing. So it was like it said James, and then his line, and then it was like Aretha, his line, Sarah, Janelle, Shalina, and I was like, somebody take a picture of this monitor. Like I can't believe I'm here right now. That's amazing. <laughs> it, it's like you have Aretha Franklin. President Obama and Carol King herself in one room. I mean, check that off the bucket list. I know, not to mention all the guests, like Julie Andrews was in the audience, like all of these people, like Steven Spielberg, like people that I just, uh, performing for these people, like I just could not believe that it was happening. Did you have the chance to get to spend time with like Janelle Monet and James Taylor and Sarah Bareilles and Aretha Franklin, like in the rehearsal process when you guys were like rehearsing for it or like at all um, throughout the process a little bit it was pretty it was pretty busy so we did get a chance to hang out a little bit backstage I mean probably this the person I spoke to the most was James Taylor just because he was so sweet and I didn't have any ear, in-ear monitors and he was like hey do you want to borrow mine and I've got you know talk to my roadie like they were so he was just so sweet and at one point I forgot where I was supposed to go and he like took my hand and you know we were chatting he didn't know where to go either so we figured out the blocking together he was just lovely and um and Janelle was sweet too. She was like, "Hey, you know, like just you know, just sweet and and complimentary." And and she just looked amazing. Like she was dressed in this incredible like black and white. Oh and, yeah. You know what I mean? And like and Sarah Bareilles, um, she was <laughs> she was hilarious. Actually, she took a couple funny selfies on the way to the White House because like we took a picture of her and her partner, and she took a picture of us. Like it was just so sweet the way that she um, mm -hmm. that she was, and uh, and she and I actually did another get together later for Michelle Obama. She had this like um, women's event. And That's so, so you know, cool. We ended up hanging out there as well. And she's just, again, like so grounded, so down to earth, like all of these people. Are, yeah, she seems just, like she would be. Models for like how to be in the world and how to treat people. And yeah. To, you know, how, like those people in, they have so much fame. Mm -hmm. um, but you would never tell that from meeting them. They're just like regular people. And that's, you know, it's just such a great lesson. What was going through your head when you're at the Kennedy Center Honors? You're up on stage. You're like, "There's only one Aretha Franklin." <laughs> Honestly, I I was so swept away. First of all, I was so in the in the moment. I was just focused because you know, there's no part of me that would let my nerves get the better of me that night. It was just like the stakes were so high, and I was like, "You have got to nail this." <laughs> so I did not want to make a mistake. Um, and then in the moment I was, I kind of got swept away 
by the moment. Like I could feel the energy of the audience and I knew how excited I was to hear her because she had never, she doesn't, she didn't show up to rehearsals. Like mm -hmm. she would just show up to the event itself. So we had never actually seen her rehearse. Like the rest of us were there. Oh so we'd yeah. All seen James Taylor do his thing and everybody, but we, none of us knew what Aretha was going to do. So, you know, when I was like, Aretha Franklin, I was like, I can't wait to see what's going on. Like, I really don't know what's going to happen. And so I could feel the crowd be like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this is happening right now. So yeah, everyone looks so surprised. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that they don't, they can make requests, but they don't know who's actually going to show up. Right, that's going to be my next question. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was exciting, too, to see Carol's reaction and like, oh, boy, you know, what's she going to do? What's she going to say? Yeah. Like when I saw Carol's face was priceless when Aretha yes. walked out, and she just started crying. Yeah, she could believe she just was like, oh, like she, you know, and she's so effusive and emotive at the best of time. You know, like she's always so expressive. And so it was exciting to see her face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Obama, like I think he was like at one point, he like wiped away. A oh, I saw that him and Michelle both. They both were, like, crying watching Aretha Franklin. It's like, I think that's the only emotion you can have when you're watching Aretha Franklin sing. Especially it's since it was her so last epic. performance. I mean, she is, like, she was such an icon. Like, I, I, you know, being in her presence was, and the way that she was so cool. Like, I've never seen anybody own her space and, like, the inside of her riffs and like every single note she was just inside she was in the middle of it and i i love it like no nerves at all she was just like in the music oh I mean, yeah it's a lesson for all of us yeah i didn't know she played piano until that performance oh my gosh neither did i and she brought her purse on stage <laughs> i saw that she just walked up she puts her purse right on top of the piano and she just goes right into it goes right into it yeah i know she's incredible it was amazing so how has quarantining been? How isn't Henry five? Six? He is six. Oh, he's six. So how is it quarantining with Henry, a six-year-old? Oh, it, you know what? I think our children during this time are doing such a great job. They're so brave and they're, they're taking on so much. And I think without even really understanding what they're going through. So, I mean, we're, we're lucky enough to be bubbled with, um, two other families. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, he's bubbled with two other little kids that are, you know, same age, six years old. And so they do online learning together. And uh -huh. um, so it's it's kind of, it's better than being isolated, but it's not quite as, yeah. you know, social as school would be. But it's also wonderful. It's kind of like he has two siblings. Yeah, he like he has, so it's, he's not completely by himself. He has other kids with him. Yes. What do you miss about being on Broadway? What don't I miss about being on Broadway? Oh my gosh. I miss the camaraderie. I miss, um, well, you know, and it's funny because I, I find that, you know, people don't socialize as much on Broadway as they do on tour. Like when you're on tour, everybody's going out all the time. You're sort of each other's family. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but, but still like I would be able to sort of meet the gang from come from away or wherever or meet buddies and go up for a drink or mm -hmm. whatever after the shows it was just nice to be social and um you know be inspired by other people's performances to go see theater mm -hmm. you know I always love seeing theater when I'm in a show because it just reminds you like oh right this is what we do we can sometimes get wrapped up in our own yeah. world and our own show and it's easy to forget 
so, you know, going out on like a Sunday night or a Wednesday matinee to see another show was really exciting. And also all the other like small projects that are happening, all the readings and workshops that you get to go and see when you're there. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're, it's just you're continually being fed by the art that's going around or like the conversations that are happening after shows when you go up to the bar. Oh, so yeah. Those things that I miss most of all. And, and, you know, like seeing my son's face when like I would... I was always taking him to live events, always taking him to see live music. Like, he, you know, he's a drummer, so he's been taking drum lessons with this like wonderful um, Broadway drummer who now lives in Australia. And then we've also been taking other drum lessons with a local person here in town. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I just miss being able to like have him do a drum lesson and then taking him out to see a professional drummer so he can get reunited. Oh, yeah. Like stuff like that, you know, or like for me too. Yeah. Was seeing was um him seeing you as Carol King his first Broadway experience? Um, yes, I think it was actually. Yes, it was. It was yeah, his it first was little first Broadway show. show. Yeah, that's so and cute. He, you know, he had seen. I think he'd seen me like he was just really, really little. He was a baby, but he saw yeah. me in Mary Poppins. Oh, um, but that was when he was tiny, tiny, tiny. So oh, I Mary think, Poppins yeah, is the best. Show was beautiful, and then he saw Frozen twice, and he saw The Lion King. I've seen Frozen. Oh my gosh, she's seen like everything, and I, I'm friends with Casey Levy, so it was fun to like. I saw Casey in Frozen. Oh, she's so amazing. Yeah, I've I've never met her, but I've met Patty, but I've but I have not yet to meet Casey Levy. Yeah, she's pretty fantastic. And like we have mutual like people that I've interviewed in the past who are friends with her and stuff, and they all love her. Yeah, she's amazing. So down to earth. Mm -hmm. How have you stayed creative during these wild times? <laughs> you know, funny enough, I feel like in a way I've been more creative during this time um, mm -hmm. because there's not as much going on. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of um, a lot of thinking, a lot of writing. Uh, I, I've written a musical um, with a, a fellow named Eric Holmes. Ooh. Who is, uh, he's one of the writers on The Good Fight. He's a television Ooh, writer. That's so cool. Musicals. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's fantastic. So he and I have been working on this for about four or five years, and we, we did a few um, very private readings in New York, and we just did our first workshop here in Canada, and so we've been working hard on that, and then I've been working, I run a, a not-for-profit theater company in Toronto. That's so cool. So we've been working really hard on, on other projects as well. So I've really been sort of trying to keep all of those things going, and also it's fun to, like, support as more than fun it's important to support other people's work and uh you know new oh yeah new develop you know development of, of brand new works um so i've been focusing on that as well oh yeah. yeah would you ever want to do another jukebox musical i mean sure i'd love to do any musical if it's good yeah i mean absolutely for sure and there's a lot of great you know stuff coming out right now and, and and a lot of i think jukebox musicals have gotten better and better and better mm -hmm. as years go i and love jukebox really musicals learning. yeah i love i love them i saw the first jukebox musical i saw was the share show and i loved it mm -hmm. and then i was going to see beautiful here on tour with the touring cast and of course covid head yeah yes and i was so excited to go see it but but, co but stupid COVID. But I want to. I'm looking forward to hopefully more jukebox musicals coming. Yeah, to I mean it's funny because they, you know, I know they've gotten sometimes they've gotten a bad rap, but I think they they could be fantastic. I think they're it just great. depends on you know how they're put together and the writing. But I think there's great potential in jukebox musicals. Mm -hmm. Like I'm supposed to hear like Jagged Little Pill supposed to be amazing. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think what other jukebox. I've never seen Jersey Boys um, yet. Oh, it's a great show. But um, I'm sure I'll see it at some point in life. But yeah, jukebox musicals, I think they're awesome. I love hearing like popular music brought to the Broadway stage. Yes. Because it's yeah, music I know. So it's yeah. like... Well, and that's how we get people excited too, right? Like that's another way to reach out to people. You know, also, I mean, for you, obviously you see a lot of musicals, but for people who don't see a lot of musicals, you know, it's also a way to reach out to them and get them excited about a show, right? Is like, you love this artist. Come and see this show that features this artist. And mm-hmm. Maybe you'll get hooked. Oh, totally. Who are some of your musical influences? Hmm... Well, I don't think I realized how influenced I was by Carole King until I started doing the research, but mm-hmm. certainly Carole King, James Taylor, um, Joni Mitchell. I've always been a huge fan of Joni Mitchell. I mean, that whole group from that time period. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> who else? It's so funny because, you know, my answers are different now than they used to be back in the day. Um but I mean, for most of my life, I've been listening to, you know, um, folk music and a lot of Canadian stuff. Like I used to love going into my kitchen and putting on Stan Rogers, you know, and <laughs> it's very Canadiana, um, East Coast music, you know, Irish music, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. the Chieftains, you know what I mean? Like those are the kinds of bands and, and the kind of music I used to listen to um and now it's obviously you know my taste is becoming more contemporary and mm-hmm. um, starting to open up mm-hmm. it's very Canadian bound yeah well especially you know um when I was in high school and and uh growing up it was there was certainly a lot of Canadian artists mm-hmm. that was you know because so much of what we listen to is Canadian artists. Yeah. I actually had to do a project in middle school about uh, Canadian artists, like singers in Canada. And I, like, mm-hmm. did this whole presentation about, like, everyone, like, Celine Dion and Avril Lavigne and all these. I'm like, I didn't realize half these people were from Canada. Yeah. It's like yeah. you don't know who they are, like, that they're from Canada. And then you look, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're from Canada. Yeah. I mean, I grew up on, you know, Brian Adams. Like, he was, you know, like, my favorite <laughs> rock artist for a long time um, but I also loved you know you too like I love bands especially when I was growing up mm-hmm. um but you know who I love right now uh, is Dan Mangan I don't know if you know him he's a yeah. he's a BC a Vancouver artist who's um he's his songwriting is incredible and mm. actually we did a project together we did a short film together oh, based so on cool. his music and he he's really wonderful so for anybody cool. who's listening go check out Dan Mangan he's fantastic <laughs> cool I'll even put that in my description in my but when uh when I put it out uh, what projects would you like to hopefully conquer and complete once the world gets back to quote unquote normal? <laughs> so many. Um, we have a new works festival happening with my company, Eclipse Theater Company. So I'm excited to see that um, get up and running. We also have an education program uh, that we've been, you know, running for the last. We started it recently, and we've been um, working very, very hard at uh, at uh, developing that. And then, um, you know, there's a, a billion sort of projects that I'm working on I mean obviously I would love to see a a full production of my show that I've written (laughs) yeah I would too I would love to go and be like in New York be like oh I know who wrote this oh that would be amazing and you know one of the stars of it is Jen Colella and she's just oh yeah in the show so you know I think for anyone who's a Jen Colella fan I think they'll enjoy seeing her yeah Once again, I've been speaking with Broadway superstar Shalina Kennedy. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with TV host and life coach Samantha Harris.